Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession and in a healthy way. And today I bring Laura Estes here to talk to us. And I first became familiar with her this fall. I was conducting an honor band in Vancouver and had the opportunity to select the repertoire we did. And um, I came across a piece of hers called Kvetchers and I was fascinated by it. Um, and I reached out to her and I said, I want to know more about you. I want to know more about your music. And we got on a call and she was so gracious with her time. And it really helped me understand the work better and made it better for the students. That's part of this whole education, just making it, you know, much more in depth. And so I was so grateful to her for that. I thought, hey, I'm going to call her again and ask if I can get another favor. And I invited her to this podcast because she's taught for, she's re recently retired, but taught for more than 30 years, 38 years, I think it is as a band director. So if somebody knows what it's like to be a busy band director laura is the person so welcome to the show laura and um we're really grateful for you being here and could you just give us a little more background to the audience today yes hi leslie thank you for having me i'm honored so i taught for 36 years and that i just wanted to say that um i started out um in piano so that's my main instrument and when I was eight, and then as soon as I could join band, I did. And so I was in band and played piano and strangely did not go into music when I first started college. Um, I was not happy. And then pretty quickly, I changed my major to music. And here I am. So I taught 36 years, um, most of the middle school, but a lot of high school as well. And then I retired in 2018. So you missed all the fun of the pandemic. Woo. <laughs> Smart uh, woman getting out of there. <laughs> that was um, a happy coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, well, Laura is going to talk to us today about um, expecting the unexpected. And if you met her and talked to her, you know, she's just super chill. And um, I was really surprised that uh, she mentioned normally she is, but she talked about one of the challenges that she's faced in um in her teaching career is things happen. I don't know about the rest of it, but maybe minutes before you have to start a class, you get an email and it's got your panties in a bunch or whatever. And then you have to go and get on that podium and teach a class. And Laura um, has, has dealt with this kind of thing before. And um, this was intentional on her part on, on how to deal with things like this. And so Laura, can you talk us, to us a little bit about um, What's what? Why you became really good at, at this, and what this looked like in your classroom, as far as dealing with all the things that come at us all the time as band directors. Um, I realized pretty early on that it didn't matter how much you prepared for something or how much you planned for something; that something always happened. And when that happened to me. Um, I was just on this emotional roller coaster during my teaching day, up, down, up, down, depending upon what was happening before each class. Um, any of these things could involve, you know, your, your band parents. It could involve a student. It could involve a schedule issue. Um, 
it, it just didn't seem to matter how much I planned. There was always something that would happen and it would get me upset. And then I found that I had to you know, always kind of control myself and get my emotions in check before the next class or how, you know, because you can't let that affect how you deal with people and your administration and colleagues and students. So um, at some point, I realized that that's normal. And so I just, in my head, um, I just decided that I was going to always expect the unexpected. And that helped me to plan and to cope with things as they did happen. So so you couldn't plan for all the things like you said that happened. So you had to have some techniques that you could use when something rattled you and you had to get back together. What are some things you might have done in those moments? Well, you could deal with this on a large uh, group basis or even on an individual basis. I remember um, when I first moved from high school to middle school, I thought that I had planned out my concert cycle and when to pass out certain amount, you know, the music to give X amount of time before performance. And what I didn't realize was, at least in my school district, how many meetings we would have, how many times the students, we would have a total schedule change of the school you know, with middle school, all the things that they did that we didn't do in high school. And I was like, "Uh oh, we're missing all of this class time. And I thought that I had prepared, but, um, you know, and then you have the anxiety, like, oh, are we going to be ready for this performance? And um, I decided that I was going to handle that better next time so that I wouldn't have that kind of emotional roller coaster. So actually pass out the music earlier, or I made sure that I was doing more run throughs so that things were more cohesive for the students. So that just in case schedules changed that I you know couldn't anticipate that it wouldn't have such a big impact. Yeah, that is hard when you're in a new school and things come up and you don't know. Sometimes you don't, you'll see an email about something and you'll be like, oh, it doesn't make sense. So it's not on your radar. And then you're like, oh, it does make sense. I remember my first year of teaching at Jackson High School where I used to be. And it said it was Wall of Fame Day was coming up. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that is. It's not relevant to me. And a day before Wall of Fame Day, one of the older uh, um, students said, well, are we supposed to wear our uniforms for pictures tomorrow? I said, well, when are pictures? Why, why would they be tomorrow? Nobody told us. Uh-huh, that's what wall of fame means. And I scrambled. I'm like, wait a minute. That's what that meant? They were taking pictures for the wall of fame, but also for the yearbook. And I had to scramble because I didn't understand that. I didn't know that. And that panicky feeling, will I reach everybody? And to think how, you know, I'd already seen several classes that day. How could I get word out? And then I still had to teach a few more classes. And, I, and it was really unsettling. So... You don't even know what you can plan, have to plan for sometimes. Um, and sometimes that oh. is really important because if your students aren't in uniform and they're taking yearbook pictures, it, it, that's a huge impact on your program. 
Yeah. And and they won't feel good about themselves when they look at that and they look like little ragamuffins who just fell in off this. Yeah. And so so that's important. Um, um, the other thing I noticed you had mentioned in the thing you filled out before here was sometimes in the moment you would just have to pause and take a breath because you had to continue. Um, and there's power in that, isn't it? Just, you know, like in music, when we rest and that silence mm-hmm. before we go on, you know. Um, so speaking of silence and in music, you uh, also are a composer. Um, talk to us. Did your composing happen? Did you do some of that in classes? Did you fall into it because out of necessity or was it another interest you had? And how did that impact your teaching? Oh, um, I had no intention of composing ever. It really never crossed my mind um, you know, I would arrange things a little bit here and there or rewrite parts or things like that. But I, I never, ever thought about being a composer until my last year of teaching and, um, and, and arranged something for uh, a double read group of all things and uh, decided that I, I had a talent for it. And so that's what actually made uh, spurred the decision for me to retire because I, I could have just kept going. There was, I wasn't burned out or anything like that, Could have just kept going. So I thought I took a leap of faith and it turned out to be okay. Pretty good timing too. <laughs> right before. Well, I had spent an awful lot of time not learning how to use the music writing programs come you know on I, I was doing everything by hand ah you and I are of that same generation right yeah it was easier than learning all the other stuff was writing it out by hand until until you took the time to master it and then all of a sudden the productivity is like what tell us a little bit about some of the compositions you have out there because there's a lot of us that teach middle school band that are looking for new things and stuff what kinds of pieces do you have oh well as a middle school teacher um, I just kept noticing over the years, you know, gaps in types of music, um, you know, like uh, we'll be playing something and my bassoons will come up to me in seventh grade or something and say, um, how come my bassoon part is so boring or how come I always do what the tubas are doing? And I was like, hmm. And so, you know, things things like that that um, I just felt like, you know, sometimes the music, I, I don't, I don't think this way now, but at the time I thought <clears throat> a lot of the music, it just was pandering um, down to the younger levels that they weren't truly written to bring out what these kids could do. And so that's what I've been trying to do with my music. So I've, I've been writing at levels mostly um, from 0.5 to level three or four. Well, as a trombone player, I've more than once said my part's boring, but I got to tell you, when we played your piece Kvetchers <laughs> in the honor band, the low brass and double reeds were like, this is so cool. So thank you very much for remembering us in the, in the back there. Woohoo! <laughs> Hey, before before we get to our final question, let's just take a minute to talk about how our listeners can put some of these practices we've been talking about on Band Director Bootcamp podcasts into practice in their own lives. 
Welcome Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. All right, we are back to find out what advice Laura has for especially for our newer band directors, because she spent 36 years doing this and she told us she didn't burn out. She loved it. And only because she started to really love composition, she decided to go ahead and leave the classroom. So with that kind of enthusiasm and joy, um, thinking about these newer teachers that are coming out there, what's something you'd like to say to them so that they too can enjoy the fruits of their labor for a long time like you did? Well, for me, I never liked surprises as a band director. You know, you make your plans. Somebody has the solo. You want that person playing the solo. You know, all kinds of things like that. And and like I said earlier, I just noticed that my days were just filled, you know, just being on this emotional roller coaster. And you can't prevent that completely. But I truly felt a difference as soon as I decided and realized that nothing is going to completely go as you planned. And so if you expect that as a young teacher, you know, make, you know, have a bunch of contingencies, um, you know, always have your backup plans from small to large, you know, whether it's with individuals, small groups, large groups, your band parents, your admin, you know, just whatever it is, just make sure you have a bunch of contingencies so that you can pivot quickly and, and expect that something is not going to go as planned. Um, then I think you're going to be a lot um, healthier, not, not as much anxiety. And it, it definitely helped me. Yeah. We were saying earlier, when you, when you, respond to situations everyone's watching the students are watching and the way you respond is going to set the tone for what happens next so there's you cannot underestimate the value of thinking through potential scenarios and what would you do in those scenarios and to those new teachers if you see more experienced teachers doing things and it looks easy know that we struggled and we struggled lots of times. And then yeah. it became easier because we had to figure our stuff out. Just like learning to play a piece of music. Good grief. It's hard the first time when you're doing things. But the more repetition and the more practice, the easier it becomes to, if you miss a note, to just jump into the next part or to, to do something like that. And teachings, developing our teaching skills is very similar to developing as a musician. So, yeah, um, yeah you had some really down-to-earth suggestions for us in that. So, so Laura, I want to thank you for 
not only being here today, but for the literature you're putting out there so that we've got some fresh stuff, some new things and a new voice. Hearing you, your music out there is uh, really exciting. And, and I appreciate your generosity with your time and talents um, to, to talk to directors when we have questions or to show up here to get word out to, um, to do more than just just your compositions. You're just you're, you're impacting music education, even though you're not directly in the classroom anymore. So thank you for joining us for this edition of Band Director Bootcamp. And thank you to all you listeners who are making a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music, ed- music education every single day. The work you do matters, and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to Make Your Life a Little Easier. <laughs>